0: I feel uniquely positioned with our experience and with this group but how can you articulate um, how, what you feel sets us apart in the market uh, for somebody shopping for ukulele
1: without any like without any um. I don't want to sound like um have a giant ego about this or anything i i legitimately think that we have the best overall like ukulele retail information entertainment all around company out there because first of all we're we're like we're in hawaii we have one of the main ukulele manufacturers next door to us we have other ones you know within a quick reach across the island like we're surrounded by this and we all grew. Most of us grew up here, where we know. I guess the thing that I think about with ukuleles, and what I think most people attribute to it is, or connect to ukuleles. At some at some level, it's Hawaii. It's aloha. It's the feeling you get from it. It's the type of music that comes out of ukuleles that, you know. It has a so many customers have told me it has a little like healing effect on them like I just i get messages and emails all the time saying like how when everything else is going wrong in their life or if some people are sick some people are going through you know uh ill treatment for like really bad illnesses and that's what they use for their therapy. That's what they use to ground themselves. That's what they use to rehabilitate themselves emotionally out of, you know, depression, out of whatever else they're going through. It's it's not only an escape in the fact that you can play ukulele and you can, you know, kind of go into your own world and it's, it's nurturing in that sense, but also it can help bring you out of, um, I don't know, I think it's a vehicle to kind of take you places emotionally and in your mind that don't affect you the same way a lot of other instruments do. Like if I hear a bassoon, I don't necessarily feel happy. <laughs> but, some people might. Yeah. But when I hear an ukulele, like it's it's happy, it's a happy music, but you can play sad music on it, but it's still like, it's a very emotional instrument. And it, having it come from here where it's connected to Hawaii and it's connected to people that actually care about it. Like we're not just trying to hawk instruments because it makes money. Like anybody can go set up a business, pick something that means something to people and then find a creative marketing way to try and sell it. Like it's not that hard. But to do it authentically and to do it that way the whole time you've done your business, even before no one was watching you, like this is what we do. We did it when no one was watching us. We did it before we did any social marketing or anything like that. Like, If no one was watching, we would be operating this business the exact same way. We care about our customers. We legitimately try to make the product that we offer, which is not just the instrument, but it's the expertise. It's all the extra knowledge. I I have 10 years under my belt with thousands of setups. We have Billy, who's had over 30 years, not only with ukuleles but guitars restoring high-end classical instruments building his own instruments worked at prs uh, at taylor guitar at other like high-end custom shops like he knows this stuff and i work right next to him and i'm learning from him
0: in the same building in,
1: as cola in the same building as cola if i have a question or i need advice i can go over to ryan and noah at cola and ask a question like that's that's super valuable and they can show me and I can take that and then I can apply that to all the other work that comes up for the rest of my life if I remember it, which I do because it's valuable. Like We collect valuable information from a lot of valuable people and then we apply it to our work, which benefits you. We have a lot of people here that put so much effort. Like I don't know any other company that voluntarily when it's rush time, like when Christmas runs around, we're like, yeah, okay, we're gonna sleep at work a couple nights because we're gonna get the orders ready so we can get as many as we can out before Christmas. But even then, we're not rushing them out just to get them out. We're still trying to do the same quality of work, and we're just kind of burning ourselves out a little bit momentarily in order to be able to do that, and then we can (laughs) recuperate and get back to it as usual. But that's nobody's making us do that everybody does that on their own. Everyone pitches in and everyone cares what the final result is. So for you as a customer, when you're looking for an instrument, I think from talking to so many people, it's not an easy, it's not an easy thing to make up your mind about. Because if you, if you are a musician or even if you just owned you know, one or two instruments or had one given to you, it's an intimate thing. Like, you form a bond with it. Like, the first guitar I ever owned was this cheaper classical guitar that my brother-in-law gave me before he was my brother-in-law. He gave that thing to me and it was something his grandfather had given to him. Just the fact that he was willing to give it to me to learn how to play guitar on and it was his grandfather's, somehow I felt connected to his grandfather from it. But I still have that thing and it's like my most cherished instrument because it was the first one It sounds awesome, but it was my journey into music and it has like a history to it. So if we can provide an even better starting point for that story of what the lifetime of that instrument and where it's going to go, and we can make it easier to play, if we can make it sound better, if we can make it more beautiful than it already is to the point that when you get it, you just fall in love with it and you want to pass it on to your kids you want to pass it on to your grandkids you want to pass it on to a friend or someone else who would value it the same as you do that's that's how we treat it it's like we're not hawking ukuleles it's like we're selling something absolutely precious it's not just material you know it's all the potential that is wrapped up in it too. When we send someone an instrument, who knows what songs is gonna come out of them, What's what they're gonna write, what they're gonna able to channel their emotions or any frustrations or whatever's going on through their life into music. And if we can give them an instrument that lets them do that easier, then that's awesome. So if you're shopping online and you're comparing, you know, this store and that store and this price, and this person's throwing in a gig bag and they have a tuner, you can take it all into consideration, but take into consideration the value that we have to offer because we genuinely think it's the best and we back it up.
0: that one could be dedicated to our brothers
2: on Mauna Kea brothers and and sisters, you know, there's
0: always this battle for to preserve versus the ever expanding growth on these islands and development for economic reasons. And I guess, um, you have to be understanding of both sides, but there's—I don't know—there's a level of respect I think that needs to be given for the native people of yeah. the island.
3: Yeah, for yeah. sure. Sometimes <coughs> I think people forget that there are native Hawaiians <laughs> in still in, of Hawaii, in Hawaii, I should say,
0: and that there's certain areas that are sacred. But um, that was part of. I guess a set you guys are working on for your Asian tour.
4: Yeah, we're and working uh, all the bugs out. But, is know, it is to it song.
0: gonna be all guitar uke or is there some uke, uke? There's gonna,
4: gonna be gonna some less, you know, uke duets in there. But um,
0: so Corey was playing uh, the pono singolo, and um, we've been selling those, and that particular one is available too.
3: That's just stained acacia, right? It's not mango. No, it's a, yeah, it's acacia. Did I say mango? No, no, no. I just you didn't say mango. I just I had mistaken it for
0: mango. It, it's acacia, of course. Yeah. They look quite different. That Corey, thing.
4: come I'm on, sorry. <laughs>
0: How long you been doing this? <laughs> you
3: know, only twelve years. <laughs>
0: All right. So today we have with us. It's not <clears throat> a guest. He's here every day. He's just <laughs> part of the team. But um is his first time so billy if we can get you to pull that you want your mic (coughs) billy's been with us for a few years now and he's running the setup department with joel and we were gonna have both of them you know talk to us today a little bit more about setup and joel had an emergency so um so we it's it's just billy but um Thanks for hanging out with us tonight, Billy. Honored. um, Talk about how you started working on instruments.
5: Yeah, well, my dad uh, played the mandolin, the guitar, and the violin. And um, so I always had music in my life growing up. Um, I started working for Paul Reed Smith guitars in the early 80s. Ooh, and I, I was visiting my family in Maryland, and my dad told me about Paul Reed Smith. He said, you should go check out this guy. He builds guitars, and you're into music. So I went over there and got hired, uh, started working in their electronics department, making pickups and wiring harnesses, and gradually just learned to build guitars just just by working there. Um, from there, I went to a large retail store, Chuck Levins, in Washington, D.C., and ran their repair department. Mm-hmm. Uh, worked there for about nine years, and then I moved to Taylor Guitars in California. Yeah. And all of these were really great learning experiences for me, and I'm grateful to all the people I worked with and worked for, and all the knowledge that I gained. Uh, from um from Taylor Guitars. Uh, I went to the Blue Guitar, which is a boutique uh, music store carrying high-end guitars, and we did high-end repairs there. Nice. And I ran the repair department there for uh, ten years.
3: How much do their average guitars go for? I seen them at Nab. They were
0: no blue.
5: Is blue
3: that?
0: guitar carried up, like, what is it? They carried Callings and you uh, know, it, Froggy is it, Bottom.
5: Is it
3: and just a shop that carries yeah. high-end? Oh. Yeah,
0: it was very boutique. We Whoa. carried okay. very expensive
5: high-end amps. Actually, they carried and Colau too. Kolau, wow. McPherson, wow. Mm-hmm. Martin. they
4: like the guitar version of us. Like okay.
5: That. So working at the blue guitar, I came across all sorts of instruments, stringed instruments from harps, dulcimers, yeah. mandolins. Of course, ukuleles. Yeah. I repaired a lot of old kamakas. So that was really a lot of fun. Very interesting work.
0: You know, it's like uh, I was thinking about it, and it's like, you know, there's like those people that like have been working on nothing but Volkswagens for the last 20 years or something, you know. If you have a Volkswagen, it's like, oh, that's the guy. Like, you don't want just anybody working on your, your instrument You want the guy that's been doing it and seen thousands of them and to me that's what you and joel are there you know you guys um and i just did a, a video day before yesterday with joel where he was talking about how he gets to work next to you and has learned a lot from you you know i mean over all these years you must have picked up so many things that you know are like second nature at this point
5: yeah we all share information and everyone that I've worked with or worked for, I've gained uh,
2: immense knowledge from them. So you went from rep- uh, repairing or wiring pickups, repairing, and then building, and back to repairing and yeah. selling, and then and back now to repairing repair- again. <laughs> oh,
3: it would have <laughs> been super cool if you had that. If you brought your guitar as you built. Oh yeah, That'd be, oh, but yeah. That's uh, a really good guitar.
2: Do you prefer building over repairing, or vice
5: versa? Um, I really prefer repairing, because I'm able to bring an instrument that may be good and able to make it better for the player. And also, a lot of people have old instruments that they cherish, and we're able to save those instruments for them so that they can pass them on to their children.
2: Right, 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 restoration. And that's very
5: gratifying to be able to do that and keep that instrument alive. For generations.
2: Yep, yep. That's super cool. For those yeah. who uh, are not used to, uh, I guess, a professional setup, it's kind of like taking your car and giving it to Pimp My Ride. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like <laughs> your God, car starts, oh, man, I got you're these like, problems. Uh, my windows doesn't work. It barely rolls down. My AC, The, the you take it into the shop, and then yeah. a week later, you're like, that's my car.
3: Like they, were, they were a little overboard, but that's it was my funny. uke. That's my, that's my uke now. Fish I tanks. didn't have a pickup. It has yeah, a you like fish tank. We're gonna put a fish tank. In on it.
2: Yeah, that's we gotta got put a TV in the in the side that's,
3: port.
5: That's a good analogy, Zach. Um, I've been riding motorcycles my whole life, and when I purchase a new motorcycle, I immediately take it to my mechanic, who is a racer himself, uh-huh. and he knows bikes inside out and i get him to set it up for me for my riding style and my weight. Right. And it's mm-hmm. the same with the ukulele. You can purchase a ukulele, take it off the wall, take it home and play it. But to have it adjusted and set up right. for you. Yeah. It makes it such a better playing experience. Yep. And yeah. that's what we do here. And we try to give the the
0: customer the best experience that we can. For sure. Yeah, you know, after Owning this business for 15 years, I still can't afford a house in Hawaii. Hopefully, one day, but I can afford to spend a couple hundred thousand dollars every year to have a great setup team and make sure that every instrument that we send out to you guys is as good as it possibly can be. And you know, I'm eternally humbled by life. I'm gonna forever be apologizing for my mistakes so everything that we say is with the caveat that we are human that we will always be fallible but that this effort and high expertise and experience that we have is is truly beneficial and maybe not even fully appreciated on the other side because they can't feel it before and after and um see it before and after but um but we do. Did you guys make that section
4: yourself? Like, I came up with it yesterday yeah, yeah. in the show. Cool. was like hey, Cause it's like you don't want it to go Yeah. Dude. You know. Yeah,
2: that's why
4: it's like i kind of go back to the the back in the beginning, you know how we start off real slow, like real, like kind of just flowy. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I won't really shred. I'm just gonna kind of build it up, and then when you come in, then the, the rhythm will change.
0: Okay, okay,
5: let's
3: try that. So we should just start off like that. Yeah, like it. A...
5: Uh, the way i approach every instrument that i set up as if it were my instrument and how
2: mm-hmm. i would want it to play and feel and i'm pretty picky right and 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 you show me things and you would be like i wouldn't be happy with this and when i you know and i'm like huh but I, it wouldn't bother me personally but you're giving your experience of how you would want I, it and you could and you, you have the uh, the knowledge to fix it so yeah we put ourselves in the place of the customer how would we feel if we
5: received this instrument and it had an issue so we try to cover all this
0: i mean i i I must like it the same way that you do which is just butter smooth but you know
2: (laughs) yeah but even even with the the finish and stuff like that i mean like you you like your things neat and clean i'm kind of a messier guy in general so i don't even pay attention to uh certain things that you know I yeah, just, but when you get something new and you open it up, you don't. Want I don't a blemish them. to be staring yeah. at you, you know. Yeah. Like, you no, know, staring at you, but you also need to look for some of them. Yeah, yeah. oh, really hard. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, like certain people are not going to. They're going to go right past. You know what? Three other people would be concentrating on. So yeah, there's so this there's this line we have to play I, with because we don't know what the customers really. Mm. You know, we don't know how many checkpoints they're going to look for. Yeah. Well,
0: it's it's like this. It, it got past the checkpoint at a manufacturer. Then it got to me, and I took pictures and listed it. And then it ends up getting to Billy or Joel. And here's a common scenario. Billy or Joel will walk Billy upstairs. Joel. Billy Joel. <laughs> <laughs> um, and show me, like, some, like, maybe it's, like, on the... Butt, or you know, just tiny, a tiny cosmetic thing. If I can see it, then you'll be getting an email with an offer for a discount and an apology. And you know, it's like it was, it went past so many people without ever being noticed. And it could have gone to the end customer, and 90% or more would never notice. But that's what we do here. That's like, we're on your team. We're trying to go to bat for you to make sure that everything's as perfect as it can be. And if it's not up to par, there's something that's not, you know, meant to be there by the manufacturer, then we usually just absorb that with a discount. Well, like we, we we're often fixing things without telling, you know, suppliers, what we're that I mean, sometimes we'll convey it if we think it can help them, but um, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that, uh, but yeah,
3: well, but at the same time, at the same time, it's yeah. um, people have to also realize that nothing's ever perfect. You're, I mean, that's it's never ever gonna be a hundred percent. There's going to yeah. be... Well, we,
0: we're not making the instruments, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
3: we're, we're making them better. We're, tr- we're, but we're dealing
0: with what we have. We're picking from hundreds of different models and brands. So everything that we're carrying is for a reason because we think it's the best
3: believe in it, you
0: know. thing in the in the market right now. But um, but nobody's perfect.
5: Yeah. Every manufacturer has their own level of fit and finish Um, they manufacture these instruments and sell them and ship them out and that's the way they are but we try to take them to the next level and cover some of the things that they don't.
2: Right but it's also hard to make customers understand sometimes that um, this is a normal thing that you have even though they might feel like it is a blemish or or something that they should get a discount for but yet maybe four out of you know 10 will have a minor issue that's maybe cosmetic but um, I can't,
3: like if we 9 can't out of 10 it. of customers we have are usually happy about like oh yeah we can give you like 50 bucks off or we can give you this because uh, yeah and issue. we're and
2: we're losing that money it's not like we tell you know yeah. whatever company to be like oh we, hey we offer this guy 50 bucks off can we also yeah, you know just we're just doing that because we understand like they're, they're I this, approach everything this like with
0: understanding. Like I'm not trying to get every, I don't know. I don't want to be a total irritant to manufacturers. And I feel like we already kind of are more stringent with our returns. So it's like when something isn't structurally unsound, it's a tiny cosmetic thing. Yeah, we usually absorb the cost. And sometimes we'll sell it in store at, at a discount. And, you know, a lot of times,
2: I don't even catch it when I'm taking pictures. Well, yeah, I mean, you're not analyzing. You're kind of just taking out. You get in the yeah. zone, too, and, and start yeah. and photoing. But sometimes it's, it takes, like, a close <laughs> look. No, I, there's <laughs> a lot
0: of lights down there, and Billy and Joel are examining it on another level. And we're
5: the last line before it ships out. Yep. So, so we'll smooth those nuts. Uh, saddles may be a bit rough, and we'll... We'll clean those up and make those a little nicer, smoother.
2: Rough rough on the top or the... Yeah, on the
5: sides, the ends. So we just try to do a little better fit and finish than the manufacturers do, take it to that next level.
0: Yeah, um, and with the, there's often things to buff out on them. That,
5: yeah, when we find a cosmetic problem that is fairly easy to fix, we'll just go ahead and fix it. Of course, yeah. Just just to make the instrument How look better. How
2: often are you f- uh, filing frets?
5: Uh, every single setup that we do, we do a fret level, crown, and polish.
0: Uh, is there some where you barely need to do some? Just need a slight skim, skim, you
5: know, filing off the top of the fret and then recrown. And others, we really need to take some
2: material off to get them where they should be. Right. So, uh, h- having a high fret, somewhere on a fretboard is is a pretty common thing for most. That's pretty common. Import, import line. Yeah, unlevel frets. Uh, most manufacturers don't go to
5: that level of dressing the frets. Uh-huh. Some manufacturers don't dress them at all, they just install the fret and that's it. But what kind of problems um, happen from a high fret? A high fret? If the action is very high, it's not going to be an issue. But when you lower the action to improve playability, you're bringing that string closer to that high fret and you uh-huh. will pick up a buzz
0: so the frets are the crowns are all the same height right but obviously as you're hammering them into wood if you hit it harder it sinks in more it's lighter you know so there's Mm -hmm. different depths unless you're magically perfect at that you know I would think you would always have to level them at the end but I mean I know a lot of people don't
5: uh we also see intonation problems so we will actually recompensate their compensated saddle to improve the intonation on each
0: string what else uh,
2: but um so you check the intonation um that's like kind of one of the first things that you do as far as before you uh analyze the whole setup or how do you, how do you know how many things to attack you just mm-hmm. start going down the line of your Well, if you want to go through the setup process,
5: the first thing we do is we inspect it, visually inspect the instrument for cosmetic blemishes. Ah. Okay. The second thing, we check the neck to see that the neck is straight, not bowed or warped or bowed back. Um, Third, we check the frets, and then we will do the fret level crown polish. Yeah. Check the bridge to make sure that it's glued down properly, it isn't lifting on the corners or in the back.
2: Well, that's another kind of common one, huh?
5: Yeah, that's a common problem. In manufacturing, sometimes they don't get those bridges glued down. Mm -hmm. It'll just be like a little... Just a little gap (laughs) under the back or the corners. Some issues in the binding, they put a binding on the side of their fingerboard, and sometimes they leave gaps in that binding, and we'll go and we'll fill those in. It's a cosmetic thing. It's not structural at all. Right. Uh, But it just looks better if those gaps are filled in.
0: Yeah, we usually go ahead and we take care of that. It just seems like a lot easier to fix in manufacturing.
5: That's the place to do it. <laughs> yeah, before
0: it's fretted and stuff, yeah. you know. Anyways. Um you know there's been brands through the years that we we had too many returns on, so we had to stop carrying them. Fender. <laughs> hey. I'm not gonna call anybody out. There's a lot of them actually. <laughs> but Rich. Um it it's sort of like whatever we're talking about here are like the brands that we that work for us and that by far yeah, the majority are. I not mean, there are written.
2: issues that come up, and and it's not like it's something that like we're trying to talk stink about, but it's just things that happen. But obviously, we're still carrying them and selling them, and they're they're great sellers for us, but. You know, it's like when you like if we do the comparison with cars, like certain cars have better handling, certain cars have a smoother ride, and certain you know, but not all of them are gonna always be the the have all the, the traits. You know, color, like yeah. some are gonna be a little bit weaker in certain points, but you choose the one that you like.
3: Same that's, that's like if you can afford a, a Porsche, I mean,
2: it'll have all of that, but then it's like, you know, what? it's hard to turn be... the Porsche uh, the. Really no, stiff it's, it's sporty. Yeah, it's, but I don't like, like a, that. As as far as a, a cruise drive, like that ain't cruising to me if I'm like <laughs> no, <yeah. laughs> super stiff suspension. Well, you know it's I was
3: step- talking to Noah. Oh, sorry, sorry.
0: I was talking to Noah today and like he was telling me he almost feels like we have spoiled people. Yeah. Is, though, right? yeah, I mean we that's that's what the setup is though, right? We are. It's <laughs> like the level that he's handing things over at is like there's a reason why things are expensive and like what we're kind of trying to do is make everything on that level
2: I mean that is but it's you know but but uh, Billy how much is uh would you charge for a, a setup if you were just working by yourself
5: well what we do here at the ukulele site we do a setup and we do a level crown and polish on the frets and that's a
3: $200
2: value I
3: mean, that provide okay, so the customer. 80
2: bucks, huh? So, so, I mean, it definitely when you look at that, that's definitely getting spoiled if it's $200 free. <laughs> <laughs> on a $200 guitar.
3: You get gets $200. <laughs> nah. Well, it,
0: it, yeah, if like in a repair business, that's exactly right. I mean, even back when I worked for Katakis Stringed Instrument R- Repair, a fret love fret dress was $75 and that was mm-hmm. 15 years ago so i don't know what they're charging now but that's you know and what he's talking about is even more extensive so yeah i would i would say a good couple hundred dollars worth of work wouldn't be um for for somebody that's got the experience i mean it's definitely not a great deal at $200 but it's a a fair price for a professional doing the job you know it's um something that we give for free
2: i mean that's why you have to wait two weeks sometimes just because it's it's that intense you know i've i gotta say billy props to you and the team
0: there because i rarely have been seeing any issues come through because we have some of the pickiest customers in the world but um and i mean people can be as picky as they want this is like musical instruments you know it's uh you your right to but um he got an SMHTEC and um and he sent me a video and it does sound like the preamp and that's something that like we for a long time were like taking apart the preamps and gluing like certain pieces inside to because with certain um frequencies it can cause something to rattle in yeah. that preamp you know but um but I don't know why I thought it. Just because in-store, it's like well, almost all of them do that. Yeah. But it's like we f- we fix them, but I don't, I'm not sure why that one didn't get caught. And maybe well, because
2: sometimes it can happen even after the fact. It yeah, doesn't always uh, happen Exactly. Right so here. I don't
0: know what happened in shipping. Things get jostled around, and maybe something came a little bit loose inside that wasn't before. Yeah. But, I mean, um, you know, with something like that, we apologize and offer to either – Send a preamp for them to replace it, and some you know money for their time, or we get it back, and
2: you know we, we make it right, you know yeah, for sure. And you know it's a it's a funny thing because I just thought of my first experience with uh, a rattling pickup was my first Taylor guitar. It was a three fourteen CE, and it was with the new expression system, or new back then, yeah. but it was the expression system pickup, and that one has two AA batteries that that uh from from the jack right and it's just like this little tube with two double a batteries in there and that's how you you got to get like a quarter right and then twist it and the batteries come out right and it was working fine for me like i was playing it i was using it live and then uh maybe a month later i started just ah, there's this weird buzz like rattle yeah. I, I couldn't figure it out. It was bothering me so much because like i hear it every time and this is before I knew anything about a setup or what, whatever, but I took it back to Island Guitars, where I bought it from, and they knew right away it was a battery. Rattling. It rattling. Yeah, rattling. We and fixed so, that problem at Taylor. We well, put
5: a Post-it around it. it,
2: it that's exactly <laughs> that's what I, I was getting. Oh, you, you ruined my punchline. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's exactly, what, as soon as I get went yeah. back there, they put the Post-it around, you know, around yeah. the, two, yep. the two batteries, put it back in, and it created a seal. It was a tighter fit. Exactly. And that's all it was was just the fit. Was just a little bit. And you know, a we, some tested, we tested we tested batteries
5: from many manufacturers, and there's a difference in yeah, everyone. They're not, not I all exactly the same size.
0: So we were the Taylor Gold Warranty Repair Center oh, at yeah, the time sure. they came out with that, and there was a lot of problems. Yeah. With
2: <laughs> but but the thing was amazing. I loved it, I, and I loved the sound of of the pickup as well. But it's just funny that you certain components you're just going to end up having having the battle because it's not a perfect like thing you know it's exactly like, <laughs> nothing is ever perfect <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of variables parts inside
5: <laughs> especially <laughs> like external preamps with the EQ oh yeah that's a plastic box and you have sliders and you have volume controls and all those little yeah. parts can rattle
2: all right, I remember Chris yeah. Murray just battling some old fenders back then like he would he spent like two hours and and Andrew would be like, "Come on, man, we gotta move on and he, he'll grab another one <laughs> it's the same, same thing, thing. Ah, yeah. Come in, fixed.
0: yeah we we we've dwindled the onboard preamp models down to only like a few because they all have that issue. I mean yeah. there isn't any that we haven't had problems with. Right, right, but they're so much
2: more affordable and you yeah. know, and it doesn't
3: mean it's broken it's
2: yeah see that's the concept but like, I think some people you know, like, gotta, they see gotta, it and they're cross.
3: like oh I gotta return it right away like no you don't
2: yeah it's not it's not broken but there is you can fix it but you know it takes a repair guy someone who's mm-hmm. been around the game he understands all the the components just you, and the concepts. guys at
3: the guitars and you're like oh we just have to <laughs> put the poster on the battery and packer. I was kind of yeah, like
2: go, at first you know being being a new customer towards uh, an instrument with a pickup I was like oh, really like are you sure it's not broken like it, you're gonna have to mm-hmm. replace it like no that's just how it is yeah. and I was like oh, okay and it's especially just how it spent is spent a lot of money <laughs> yeah. on yeah yeah you know? yeah, yeah. Like,
3: especially what is it the 314 it was
2: like uh, 13 or 100 or something like that yeah but It's yeah, it's it's a trip. I mean, there's there's always things that can go wrong. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah. Just spilt water on my. And it it doesn't matter like.
2: You're broken, bro. (laughs) You should go return yourself. I gotta go see a doctor. What (laughs) what um
0: types of situ or. What what gets to you? What what really irritates you, Billy? About (laughs) not
2: wild woman wild. (laughs) (laughs) Three hours (laughs) military.
0: yeah we won't go there okay uh
5: what irritates me about what
0: this job
5: (laughs) (laughs) how much time do we have no (laughs) just kidding
2: exactly what i said three hours later no within the setup i guess (laughs) within within the setup setup.
5: uh what irritates me is very (laughs) simple things that could have been corrected in the manufacturing process like sharp nuts sharp knots uh gap in the binding uh just simple things that could have been caught
2: in the manufacturing process and in the quality control I think we're just overall we're trying to get through the, to our customers the concept of you know it, even if you watch the set of video and you and you see it as well but I guess it's just kind of more of an understanding of exactly what your instrument kind of goes through before it gets to you yeah the thing isn't like should you get
0: a instrument from somebody who does setups or or not it's like um what what is their level of expertise you know i mean i don't want somebody working on my instrument at all if they haven't had the proper experience i mean i came to this business after doing all the finishing and setup at Kohler for 10 years so it's like i kind of know what's going on in that realm <laughs> And um, I know that Billy and Joel are amazing at that job, you know, so
2: And also, beyond that, every single player is different, right? I mean, Calais is gonna play different than someone who who's just starting out and someone who's may, maybe who's has hand issues and there's all of these things that uh, the the end user might have a different, uh, want need. different need, need yeah. for, for for our setup, you know. So that's why we have this thing with the special instructions. Uh, um, you know, I have arthritis in my in my hands. Yeah. I, so, I I can't play. Some too people hard. want
5: a little higher action. They want a yeah. little more volume out of their instrument. Other people, people like, they have really hand measure. issues. They yeah. want the action <laughs> lower, so it. it's easier for I them. The
2: right. So it's a really uh, f- you know kind of like a fine tuning because it's it's actually a personal. Uh, uh, Like you you're basically you should be telling what you know, what the setup is. But as far as if you're not gonna tell us, we're just gonna give it to an average of like, hey, two point five to three is kinda like a a good spot to be to be at because over three we know it's really kinda hard to play and under two point five it's like there's a chance of buzzing. But if you say that I don't play hard at all, like okay, now we know that we have the freedom to just bring it down a little bit lower, they're not gonna play hard or like oh i you know i'm a heavy hand or some guys are like i really dig in all right more towards 3 is yeah, where you're going to you be a higher action right. to let those strings move so i mean and and that's what's hard as well because like yeah if you're just uh, from a company who's just making a bunch they're not going to know all that as well so they they probably be like well this is i don't yeah, know good which is done. understandable they they
0: every company i've ever known sends it a little bit on the higher side than it needs to be to give them that room and also you know billy and joel we didn't talk about this but you guys even factor in where the instrument is going right
5: yes it's the climate where that instrument will be living
0: in very dry areas you got to be careful if you take it right there to perfection then give it a, a month in its new environment and it'll be buzzing so um even with humidifying um, you know, it's, it usually dries out a little bit in those type of areas. Yeah,
5: we'll look at where this instrument's going. This instrument's going to Arizona. Okay, we know it's dry there.
0: Right. Along with the special instructions, it's it's a highly personal thing. And right. For a lot of people, they're not sure yet exactly, but there's a lot of people that we deal with too that are seasoned players and they have a good idea of what they want.
2: And I guess the the maybe the downside to too much of it, as far as like you know. With us spoiling, but with people being able to read, you know, a bunch of forums and 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 seeing other people's likes and needs, sometimes they just start thinking, "Oh, that's should be mine too," yeah. you know. So like then now, it's kind of unfair to the player to be like, "Oh, I need this, 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 and that." But like, wait, why do you need? It? Have you figured it out that you need it, right. or you just saw someone else, you know, have it that low, you know? Now also, can that instrument accommodate? What they're asking for, yeah. right? right. Yeah.
5: Every right. Indivi- every instrument is an individual, and some could be taken lower than others. Yeah.
0: If the pitch of the neck or the curvature is not going to let you get two point three action, then you need to go up to where you can, you know. Even if if people are playing lighter, there's going to be that zone. I should mention too, it's very very common um, that Calais or Corey when they're sampling an instrument, because they haven't been set up yet, um, there's buzzes, you know? And so they play around that. (laughs) Like, good players know where to be gentle and what they can get away with on that certain instrument. Now, after it goes through setup, they'll have more dynamic room, but talk about that, guys. I mean, as far as, like, Mm -hmm. how the player factors into, like, you know, the whole equation.
4: Well, it makes a big difference, like, as far as like getting what you need if you're a player if you're if you like to play hard like to play soft but it also makes it easier for the player when everything on the instrument is functioning properly intonation's intonation is good there's no buzzing you're not cutting up your fingers
3: yeah it should never be know? a struggle it should
4: playing any kind of musical yeah. instrument should be fun it should be enjoyable because like when it is buzzing without it being set up it's really hard to enjoy the instrument no matter how great it sounds because
0: Sometimes we, we have to just say, okay, we, we can't, yeah, we can't we, sample we, it. We, we can't have to work on it, it very... because
4: it needs a setup. Um, but then there are times where me and Corey have to compensate how we play to if, it's, you know, if t- it's
0: okay you know it's not too bad yeah, yeah and yeah. most times
4: it's not too bad but let's like, I mean, say if intonation's off you gotta kind of bend the string at that certain yeah, spot or, or just or... not play in a key that doesn't hit that little yeah, yeah. So <laughs> sometimes I'll buzzes, be like Corey you know? that,
0: that might be a little ambitious for this instrument
3: yeah
0: Intonate. <laughs> nah <laughs> no, I don't want to shit on anybody I yeah. really don't
2: no, no, not at all. Yeah, I mean that's not our goal. I mean, I mean, other than just Fender and Oscar's shit. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I mean, I'm saying they're like, big
0: corporations. No, there, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, but... and Baluna. But from <laughs> our our experiences, is it's like we're not trying to like directly cut it down, but it's just like we have issues that come up a lot with certain ones, and it's just you know. it becomes a little bit irritating in certain ways when it's. Oh, we got to go do this again. Yeah. Well, we've stopped carrying a
0: lot of the ones, you know. Originally, I was going to try to carry like a lot more, a lot more just for variety, you know. It's like early on when I was kind of ramping up and then It's like
3: we we love ukuleles and just wasn't working because stuff that we
0: it's like when setup guys have to go through 5 instruments to yeah. get one that's going to work. It's just such a Money suck. And then
4: when we bring up the issues to the the manufacturers themselves and tell them like, hey, you know, like we want, we like how your instrument sounds, we like how they look, but these are some issues that would make it even better, and so we can sell it and help you. And sometimes people just don't want to take it. And they're like, God, we'll we'll send you another box. Or they just don't have time, you know, because it does take time and money to make an adjustment like that for a whole line of instruments yeah we work we work with people
0: you know Noah was telling me that he thought like you know I seemed angry at um uh, the call guys when we when we talked to them, and I totally didn't feel that way. I was just talking you know business and raising some some things you know that I had a small issue with, but nothing like major or anything like that, but it's like when they were starting their elite line. I had pages and, and even consulted with Noah on changes for them, you know, and then they know though, they, they're like one of the companies that like, they, they came back with like a whole, you know, PowerPoint on, on their plan to implement those changes and stuff. And it was like, it was, it was nice to see them, you know, doing that. And they ended up, going in different directions since then and stuff like that but but also you know when Dave came over like I showed him exactly my video and my photo process and and I will do that with anybody that wants to know like exactly what I'm doing I'll 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 show them and with any of the manufacturers that are open a lot of times there's like some ego involved so I don't I don't want to be like that but I I, I like how Kala from the beginning was open about things and respected me on that level, which is, you know, why I guess I feel comfortable talking to them the way that I did too. But like, um, you know, like the Kamakas and the Okamis and, and the Suzas, like, I don't, like, I have such respect for them and what they're doing that I kind of like walk on eggshells about things in in a way just out of respect you know but um but hopefully the things that we discussed here um don't you know uh irritate them in any way i don't know i mean just trying to be real about what we're doing and um i guess i know the value that we give to the community and typically i'm not just trying to like toot that horn but then you know we have a hundred times more competition than we did five years ago so I feel like once in a while we do have to kind of be open about what we're doing and why we're of benefit to the community
2: yeah I mean bottom line every single instrument that gets set up which is basically all of them we're just trying to make it better for, I mean that's it <laughs> and then you know with, with that comes all of this like you know over years and years you know you, you just learn certain things that some are better than and you know but it's not like you're trying to like dog on oh, it no, 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 no.
3: <laughs> it's not it's, it wasn't meant to bash on any any companies it's
0: there hasn't been any manufacturer that I've never seen like that, was, that hasn't had an issue that has yeah. a perfect track record of you know never having a problem
2: McPherson. Is... <laughs> hmm? McPherson
5: McPherson guitar they are my favorite guitar and I am yet we to find McPherson. A, to yeah, have, yeah. find a flaw on any
0: yeah I don't know you remember when we carried McPherson's oh yeah
4: I used to play oh. them every other day remember that one black one or the cool one with the Can't say down. that
0: I've seen. I I don't. I never experienced a problem with them either.
4: Ever. And and Tom, Tom Anderson. Anderson like the,
5: we you
0: know they used to come. Like it's like majesty, right yeah. right from how they Leopard came. Like them. they were comfortable, but you could dig in almost harder than any other guitar and not buzz. Like the level of dynamic range before it crapped out was amazing.
5: And
3: then that's why they were like eight thousand dollars, ten thousand
5: but their fingerboards were very accurate and their fretwork was impeccable.
3: They're really smart. What was he
0: into? He was into like bow making or something. Yeah, he
5: started out making hunting bows. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And then now he makes guitars.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Every year at NAMM I tell them to make ukes, but I would love like yeah. to try out a McPherson Ooh. Ooh, I said that today. Yeah. I
5: said I wish that McPherson uh, would make ukes. Oh yeah. yeah, with their yeah. with for their for like signature s- song Oh
2: you yeah. Know.
0: They've they've talked about it within their, but yeah, they take everything they do so seriously that they. much tomorrow. You know, I'm just gonna get enough. an
3: email from McPherson. Hey, guess what, Andrew? We got some ukuleles for you. <sighs> I would I'll love
4: that. I'll take them all. <laughs>
2: <laughs> They, yeah. they they use like a carbon fiber neck or like the fiber in the neck or is that a common thing? W- yeah, w- uh, instrument building having the carbon fiber inside the neck. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I just Lightweight remember
4: stability. That. There's there's one thing I wanted to bring up too. Is like, if you're if you're a customer and you buy an instrument, you know, regardless of how much it costs, where it was. Made by or who it was made by, where it was, and where it was made. There's always uh, a chance down the road that you will have some minor issues with it. Whether if it's made in China or even you know made in the US, it can cost thousands, even of thousands of dollars, even a custom Kamaka, even a custom, yeah. You like me, Jake, Taimani, Andrew Molina, Chris Fuchigami, we bring our instruments in all the time, you know. And... Even when we received it, it was perfect. But nothing like an instrument, the wood is always moving. You know, necks can warp, can bend forward, backwards, frets pop out. That's just normal. It's not a one-time thing. It's not a one-time thing. Even if we set up an instrument, down the road, you might need to get it set up again. Because yeah. that's just wood. Wood moves, you know. And it's one of the things that, that like I always explain our to our customers in the store, it's like... Yeah, make sure you humidify it, but just remember that it's not going to stay perfect forever because the wood is constantly moving. That's affected by temperature. a good name to your humidity. Album, Wood moves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that's that's really that's deep. That's so deep. That's super deep. <laughs> but I just wanted like to to say that because I think people should know that. So, you know, just because like there's minor issues happening, nothing's wrong with the instrument.
0: Yeah, great point, Clay. Because it's. Uh, it's something that, especially, well, it yeah, it depends on each instrument, your environment, the amount you're playing. I mean, the uh, if you're to... traveling like you guys do, it's there's no instrument that doesn't no need way. to get it's impossible Da-da. unless
4: you get like something that's made out of that's not made out of wood, you know, like a carbon equal carbon, carbon fiber. Yeah,
3: the future <laughs> is equal. Yeah, the Mike
4: Love
0: like ruins a... every instrument he tours. <laughs>
3: he punches
4: that's because he
0: through. abuses <laughs> <him>. <laughs> he's it's like if you do it right it's gonna need some work
4: uh, I've had
3: my yeah and he's come in a bunch of times to get his <laughs> his stuff worked on right he's always oh having yeah his.
0: every every time he gets back from tour but um,
3: I, I had a uh, even a call out that developed a buzziness on the 12th fret but I never ever thought like oh this thing's broken you know it's just no, you would travel get, get money yeah. back, yeah. And I
2: did get it worked on, and it fine. <laughs> It's like our bodies; like if you're in shape, you know, one month, five months from now, you could be totally not in shape. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. What'd you do to it? You know? <laughs> know hey,
0: hate, hey hate Billy, that, you know? I'm curious. Like from the places you've worked, what what you enjoyed the most? I mean, um, besides the ukulele side, of course. <laughs>
5: Actually, I really enjoyed uh, working artist relations when I worked at uh, Paul Reed
0: Smith. Oh, artist relations. That so sounds like a party. Them
5: because I got to meet so many great yeah. artists. Some, <laughs> some were my heroes, and oh, some I my What was that, the 80s? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that was my favorite uh,
0: part of working in the
2: yeah, music industry. Yeah, does sound really music fun. industry.
0: Man, PRS guitars are gorgeous. You know? Yeah. They use some of the nicest woods and then they'll stain them in the different colors to just make that maple pop mm. yeah they look like candy yeah so, you ever I'll, see tommy manuel's
3: custom prs uh-uh. acoustic oh my
0: goodness i thought he played a mitten
3: oh he did but uh prs i think i don't know if he ordered it or they just made one for
2: him mm. do, you, do you guys like the look of the headstocks the prs headstocks i don't i don't mind i think no. it's a cool... I, I, I like the bodies but i never liked the headstocks
0: on the electrics or the acoustics electrics oh I yeah I do you I like always it? I th- I always thought the whole design kind of had like a something like a cool yeah, kinda goes
5: I like the bodies
2: a, a lot but when it got yeah, to the end it uh, looked, too much it looked it's, like the, it was like different. too small or so. I don't know it's just I know.
0: yeah I think Gibson got everybody used to that
2: like wider or fatter yeah yeah
0: but it's but it's more efficient for the string to run through straight than that curve it takes on the Gibsons. Mm-hmm. A lot of times they'll cause binding and um, uh, harder to get in tune. Or yeah. mm. so there's a reason.
2: Well, if there's a reason, then I'm all for it. But if it just looks, then I'll be like, bah. And it's
0: interesting like that though, because it, it it's like, um, when it comes to like shapes, like why people don't. It's like what we're, what our concepts in our mind of what things. Should look like you know,
3: mm-hmm.
0: but um, but no, I think it, I think it's an attractive design. So, wh- what was it like working at Taylor?
5: Taylor very very structured,
0: as in strict.
5: Uh, yeah, everything was very structured. Um, but they put out such a clean product because they're so strict.
0: Yeah. Is that coming down from Bob, or he's just got a team of managers that's just... No,
5: it's coming down from Bob, definitely.
0: I have a lot of respect for what he's built. You know, he was building guitars and then putting them in his van and going up and down the West Coast to sell them to stores early on. It was like... and, And, you know, I mean, to be able to kind of re... Like, he even... I remember back in the day, he invited Martin over to like, you know, review his his factory process like he didn't have any, you know, secrecy about it or anything like that. But through him, it's like I even see a lot of these companies in Asia that are getting highly automated and stuff just in terms of the technology that he was pioneering, the robot arms doing finishing now and stuff like that. Yeah and um and i remember when we were carrying the um the the line like the ones that they make in mexico some of those ones are just a great instrument for like four or five hundred bucks or so you know
5: Mm -hmm. Uh, no bracing on the back it's a curved back oh right that gives it structure
0: somebody was asking me the other day why they're not making ukes you know they did that line with Mm -hmm. andy summer's think he still works for them but he did before and he developed the, uh, the uke and i don't know um we had to repair one of them that that I we remember saw that alcohol, yeah it was just built too lightly but um
2: they were kind of similar to a kind of live. what was it for uh what, what okay. taylor taylor okay. oh the, the but v- i sunburst one no was it like all coal one? the one that Which we had one? to fix
3: oh i mean I, they had that package
4: or that combo right Ooh, the the guitar and the, yeah the ukulele guitar that's silly to was. sell
0: as a package i think but
4: they would have done better if they just sold the ukulele by itself yeah that was one of the best well, ukuleles I, heard, I think
0: they decided to not move it to manufacturing because the bottom line is it's not much cost difference building an ukulele compared to building a guitar mm-hmm. That's a hard concept the same for work some people is going to it, right? same, understand. Yeah. basically the mm-hmm. same work. The it material smaller, cost but, yeah. is a tiny bit less. Yeah, but it's still you still can't the same even put work. your hand in a hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you're making something in America, you the bulk of your costs are going to come from um, labor. Labor, yeah, your labor costs. So it's it's not much different in that regard. And people look at it differently. Like it should cost less. Like right,
3: they're like, wait, this thing is tiny compared to a guitar. It's like, well, yeah, guess what
0: taylor guitar customers would probably be like what the heck it's a four thousand dollar uke it's like well yeah you spent four thousand on your taylor guitar you're you're paying
4: for the same quality the same amount of time
0: but i think the ukulele market and world is kind of changing in that way too we see on our end we have customers that take it as seriously as you can take anything oh so maybe Taylor will get back into it.
3: I kind of feel I, like... I kind of wish they
4: would. Oh, I wish yes. they would, too. Because, like, I kind of feel like the reason why they stopped making the ukulele earlier is maybe because they didn't really have anyone that could move it. I know they have and a I'm good making. relationship with Joe, yeah, too. Yeah. You know, True, like, yeah. uh,
0: um, Bob kind of taught Joe the process for their UV-cured finish, and, and they sh- they've, you know, shared Koa wood suppliers a lot and stuff like that. So, um I don't know if any of that comes from bob not wanting to step on joe's toes because from what i i've seen too bob made a comment um in like acoustic journal or one of those magazines i was reading this like a year ago or so when he he was saying um when they asked him if he was gonna make ukuleles again he's said not right now but i can tell you my buddy joe over at Connie Lea is making some great ones you know so mm-hmm. i think uh he recognizes Kanelea has kind of filled that role and Kani is really I mean they've got automatic side benders now they're they're uh, stepping into more CNC work and more automated you know for consistency and just yeah I mean so mean,
2: what the future is um, all robot made ukulele or what cannot not all I not mean if it's
5: all, mass produced it's going to be like a lot as much as, right? as they possibly I mean, can yeah. Yeah,
2: but what, what part is the cannot
0: um, you know they're well, I think in wood selection
3: mm-hmm.
0: and um, in a lot of the final work setup.
2: Now, just imagine like x ray, or like they could test, like the robot could test the density and whatnot. Like, yeah, the same, well, if you're going to so go there gonna, eventually. Yeah. No, that's what guess, I'm saying. Yeah. The future, like, like down the line, like that's- it's probably. Can get there, right? I mean, theoretically,
5: the robots can grow the trees and harvest the trees, and
2: at that point, right? That's when the
3: robots are gonna take over. You know, they're gonna be aware. They're gonna have.
0: (laughs) That's when they're gonna gonna be like. Why are humans still here? They ruin everything.
2: Hmm. But then, at that point, if the robots still are messing up. Like is it gonna have robots set up? <laughs> the robots Just, will be playing to fix them. the other robots. <laughs>
0: yeah, right. I'm gonna have Your like, robot
2: not working. We're gonna set
3: it up for you.
0: <laughs> no, that one doesn't need to be on. Uh, I'm gonna have the Corey robot sampling them, so that we <laughs> get be, we get perfect a perfect. You know, it's like how can we compare? Well. It's like, like a, it's like on. Um, songs. All right, you can play this one. It's like the the piano player. Oh, on when I first Westworld. saw
2: that in the mall as a kid, like my parents like got me and they're like, "It's a ghost," and I was like, "It is a ghost." Someone's playing the piano. That the thing would just She's be moving, like, yeah. free freaked me out as a kid, and then I learned it's just electronic. I'm like, uh, same thing for me. me. They're like, you know what, Sam? Hey, 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 Not real. I hey, was like, hey, hey, hey we have kids that watch this spoiler alert yeah I'm a kid oh
3: uh-huh. uh-huh.
0: Let's close this out with another... Wait,
3: wait, wait. I got tell you. Yeah. You know, you could... You can tune a piano. Oh you can boy. tune an ukulele. Mm-hmm. You can tune a guitar. Mm-hmm. But you can't tune
2: a fish. But... You... Can you tune a salmon? <laughs>
3: <laughs> like that. That's where it ends, right there. The <laughs> podcast ends.
2: Thanks, Billy.
4: Thank you.